0: Welcome to Two Buff Beards, brought to you by WebFit Nation, the personal trainer in your pocket. I'm Zach Insaldo, and I'm here with my buddy, Kelvin Franklin. Hello, hello, hello. How you doing today, Kelvin?
1: Man, it's been a good day. It's been a real good day. I'm excited to hop on another podcast and talk to the people again.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm excited too. I wish I could agree with you about the... (laughs) <laughs> been a good day today. It's been a little rough. <laughs> Having some technology issues. It's raining. Yes, yeah,
1: it You've had your <laughs> everything's troubles today. working against me. <laughs> That's all right though. We'll make it through. We'll make it through it. Hey, so you know it's it's summertime, man. It is. It's it's summertime. It is upon us. Yeah, we just celebrated uh, Memorial Day, and uh, now people are looking to get summer ready, and 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 so I thought it would just be awesome to just talk about some summer do's and don'ts do's and don'ts do's and, do's don'ts. and don'ts. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah man yeah i
0: i totally agree we got um we got a lot of people who are always asking us questions on you know how they can get ready for pool season they want to be able to wear their bikini they want to be able to wear their tank tops and show off their arms whatever it is and um and there's definitely some ways you can do that to try and Uh, maybe adjust your training and your, your diet and nutrition to, uh, maybe look a little slimmer, that sort of thing. But there's some ways that you can do some damage yourself if you're not doing it properly. So, um, let's just dive right into it here today. Um, let's just start talking about diet. Let's first thing. I, I always am on the page that it's all going to start with your nutrition and everything else is going to build on top of that. I would agree. So, um, you know, as far as, you know, your regular meals and how you might adjust things at a time like this when your goals are maybe a little bit different or you're going to try and be a little bit more stringent, how how would you start that conversation with somebody to uh, get them
1: started? Let's talk about the don'ts first. How about that? So I, okay. I think the first thing that people run into uh, a very big problem in terms of getting ready for, let's say, summertime is the goal at hand, Right then they oftentimes want to go on this very strict, uh, very restrictive diet in terms of food choices and food sources, and just because they want to get ready as fast as possible, mm-hmm. right? And so the, the common mistake would be that they, they oftentimes run out of gas, you know what I mean? And, and are unable to sustain whatever they're trying to accomplish over the course of, let's say, the summer or even after, right? So so let's say I started getting ready in uh, March or sp- during spring break. I get on a stringent diet where I can only have, a, a, you know, chick. I'm going to just use chicken and broccoli for uh, an analogy. I can only have chicken and broccoli. Well, I, I lose 20 pounds. Summer gets here. I party my butt off and then come july august into september i've gained it all plus some yeah that, that's the, that's really the common thing that i i typically see a lot and i just think that's a, that's a very uh it's 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 cool that you were motivated to get ready by summer like i'm down with that but maybe just a bad approach in terms of how you were going about.
0: yeah this. yeah no i i totally would agree with that because it's awesome that you can find anything it doesn't matter if it's summer or anything does it's something that you can just be like all right i'm locking it in right now and you're able to do it because frankly the willpower and the discipline that's the hardest part very much so that's the hardest part so um having that discipline you know it's going to get you a long way so i'm just using that discipline and kind of just spreading it out maybe over a longer period of time so that you don't go so crazy that
1: when you come off of it, you just feel like you gotta have everything. Everything. <laughs> Maybe you start to have like a like a, a short binging episode or something, mm-hmm. and it just throws you off the whack. And we've talked about the whole uh, roller coaster that people go through in yeah. terms of that. So that it, it would just end up being looking like something like that.
0: Yeah, and and to go back just a little bit, uh, you mentioned starting. You know, in springtime, ideally you would give yourself that much time. Yeah. However, I see a lot of the times people – Not even that much. They're huh? giving themselves like two, three weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. granted, you can make some changes in that amount of time. Right. Don't get me wrong. But if you want to make a drastic change, you got to give yourself ample time. Right, right. Um, Which
1: would even probably lead to even harsher restrictive patterns of, of yeah, dieting and things yeah, like that. Yeah, going more extreme. Yeah, yeah More definitely. extreme one definitely. way or the other. Definitely.
0: Um, so, you know, it doesn't take a lot of – extensive education or knowledge to know that chicken's very lean broccoli greens very healthy food nutrient dense and that would work for somebody however to tell yourself you're going to eat that nothing but those things for 12 weeks isn't exactly sustainable and not nor very is exciting not exciting <laughs> nor is it realistic to stick with long time long term um and uh so so how might you Start out giving somebody some sort of maybe macronutrient profile on what uh, just kind of start to follow with some sort of basic template to get going.
1: Yeah. So so, you know, a, a great way of, of just starting in terms of um, nutrition, I would say to start to at least. Um, equal out your meals. A lot of people, um, when they aren't, like, um, have some goal of, of getting in shape or whatever, they oftentimes have very fluctuating uh, meal patterns, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So where they may skip breakfast, then they'll, you know, have a light lunch, and then heavy, heavy dinner, you know what I mean, or, or late-night snacks or whatever, you know? So maybe, first off, just try and get the discipline of – of of consistency down, you know what I mean? So maybe in the morning you make yourself something, at lunch you make sure you have something, and then at dinner you make sure you have something. That will at least start the conversation of evening out things so, you know, you don't have these hunger issues late at night or, you know what I mean? So, like, I think the discipline of consistency is, like, the number one thing that people have to address because a lot of times that can fix a lot of the uh, unhealthy habits that they might have.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, being consistent with a balanced meal throughout the day. Exactly. I mean, you got your proteins, you have some, exactly. some carbohydrates, exactly. some healthy fats, some fiber in there. Exactly. And have a little bit of all of those things um, throughout the day and exactly. not just like, you know, skipping the breakfast, like you exactly. said, and going too crazy. Because what ends up happening, your blood sugar drops and then you get, quote unquote, hangry. Yeah. Hangry and you're just like... I need everything, you know, normally... even if you wanted to you couldn't eat you know what your eyes right are, is actually looking at
1: but that's what we end that's what ends up happening and so like I, you know i loved i would love to skip and say this person should have x amount of grams of protein x amount of carbohydrates but i just man Zach, i feel like so many times man that that's such so far down a line to this mm-hmm. person that we're talking about you know what i mean like right now this person is probably just very inconsistent in terms of nutrition uh there's food choices as men you know sometimes often. And aren't very good, you know, and, and they just have some habits that just need to be broken, you know, and, and if we get that down, I mean, you, you're probably already talking half your your weight loss just just right there. Yeah.
0: You know? Yeah, no, and I, I, I'm totally on the page of uh of consistency yeah. and not going too crazy with one thing or the other. Just consistency and frequency are the two biggest variables. B- big time. Um and you know, just being mindful. Yeah before every meal or before you prepare your meal just sit and think what do i need right like literally just sit take 30 seconds 20 seconds just say okay how much food do i need okay so i'm gonna have you know say your palm sized protein you know you got your vegetables over here but just think like what is necessary and what is too much because proportions or portions i should say um, it's gonna be huge in this in this uh, cycle here. So, eating till you're satisfied, and not full. I 100 percent agree, and that means eating slowly. You know, ch- slowly chew your food. And I have a problem with this sometimes too. Not that I, you know, intuitively I can make pretty good decisions on how big, how much food I can eat, how big of meals I should be having. But I do this all the time without even thinking about. It. I just start shoveling food yeah, in my mouth, and then I'm like. Why did I just eat all that food in four right, minutes? Like right, I right, right. So, and if you don't have those uh, skills to eat intuitively or to know exactly what's right by eating slower, yeah, you'll start to realize, you know, halfway through your meal, like, okay, yeah, I'm not hungry anymore. Definitely, definitely. I maybe don't need to
1: finish that. And then the next time, you kind of just know how much you definitely need to have. And to even put some some practicality on what you said, what, what Zach said, you know, a good thing to do would be to use a smaller plate. You know, that would be one tip. Love Uh, that. Also to maybe use smaller utensils. You know, sometimes you use a a big spoon or you use a a huge fork that you can get a lot of food with. Then a lot of times that lessens the the, the amount that you have to eat because now you can shovel more in your mouth. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? So you may increase um, this is a little bit too scientific, but you may increase the the amount of chewing that you have to do, so you can be satisfied. You know, a little bit slower. You know what I mean? Rather than just just garbling it down. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, absolutely. And, and also try not to eat with a bunch of distractions. You know, like sometimes people eat watching TV or they eat, you know, looking at their phone or whatever. But if you eat with less distractions, maybe not. And I know it's impossible to say no distractions, but if you limit them, you know, then maybe sometimes you can be a little more mindful of what you what you're feeling in your body at that time. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Um, now, I know uh, getting into a little more granular here, a little more detail, the first thing people want to do is they say, I'm not eating any carbs for the yeah. next two months. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So let's uh, give me your thoughts on that and just kind of what you think, um, how you can approach specifically carbohydrates in a weight loss and a fat loss plan.
1: So so number 1 car- carbs aren't the devil, you know what Agreed. I mean? That that's not that that's 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 something that's that's so far fetched. I'm not against any type of program or or frame of thought in terms of like uh ketogenic diets or or anything of that, you know, that nature. But I do believe that carbohydrates can play a, a very good role in terms of having a good energy source that can keep you balanced throughout the day. You know, mm-hmm. um, I just believe that sometimes maybe they're a little bit overdone in some cases. But if you control uh, your consumption, just like anything, then you're gonna be you're gonna be fine. And I think that sometimes people that go on these very low carbohydrate diets they forget that that carbohydrates is oftentimes a very good fuel source for them. You know? Yeah. And so when they start to feel uh, tired and, and and groggy and you know not not very energetic then they they oftentimes can't you know make the connection that it's a lack of carbohydrates in their system because now they'd have no 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 energy source because their body's so used to glycogen you know
0: right right and i I, I, I do want to mention I am a hundred percent with you as far as uh, I'm not against a lot of those things some of those techniques and those strategies are excellent yeah. However, if you're not doing it properly, you got to kind of do your research first. Because if you're not doing it properly, you could actually cause a lot of problems, cause more problems, and um, you know intolerances to to certain things. So, exactly. um, Not to say you don't if you maybe you've heard from a friend or family member who's had success. Not to say that it it may not work for you, but just do your research first. Um, And going back to the amount that you're eating. Um, with carbohydrates, yeah, I mean, it's a great fuel source, but oftentimes people are just overdoing it without even knowing if they've never tracked, they don't realize how many they're eating. Um, and it can get out of hand with foods that maybe you don't necessarily think of, you know, oh, this is a banana. Like I can, it's fruit, right? but you could overdo it with bananas you too. You sure can. You have yeah. three bananas in a day and you're going to be, yeah. it's going to get yeah. up there if you yeah. don't have the the training to go along with That's that. That's right. Exactly. So, um, Look at the food labels and just kind of be more aware of how much is in what. And um, again, kind of tracking to know where you're at currently and then plan your uh, plan yourself accordingly from there. Um, and, you know, it just all kind of comes down to you and I will always agree on this. We We have our differences. We have our different styles of going about things. But one thing that we always agree on is, balance Balance. don't go too crazy on anything balance otherwise you're not gonna stick with it you're not gonna you're not gonna end up seeing the results you want to see and in the long run um your health is really yeah. at risk there. Yeah. So yeah,
1: definitely. There's always a trade off. So like if you there if is. you're not keeping that balance, then there's gonna always be some type of trade off. So yeah, your low carbohydrate diet may do you very good for a short period of time. But what, the trade-off for that is going to be, you know, tired. It's gonna be a lot of symptoms that you don't really wanna feel, but you're doing it in the sake of trying to achieve results faster when there probably is a better way that you could probably get there in just the same amount of time, but just be a little bit, you know, healthier to yeah. get there. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so um, well, good. Let's kind of move on a little bit. Let's kind of keep it on the uh, the food and nutrition kind of thing. Let's go to drinks, all sorts of drinks. I mean, this can be applied to just what you're sipping on throughout the day at your at your job, uh, what you're maybe taking in with your meals, um, alcohol. And, and I kind of want to get started off by saying, by starting off with one simple rule um with having balance try and even out the amount of fluids you're taking in with those meals so staying hydrated but you don't want to wait till the end of the day and be like oh shoot i've only drank two glasses of water and drink half a gallon because for one you're not going to absorb all that but two you're going to be up all night having to go to the bathroom and you're not going to sleep well and then that causes other problems that's going to interrupt your goals so I like to tell people start every single meal with 12 to 16 ounces of water. For one, your stomach's gonna be a little more full. Two, you, it's spreading out that water throughout the day, and so I just think you know, just starting out that way, you're not overwhelming people, and you know, have some water in between your meals. Of course, um, it, it's just gonna be huge. Yeah, definitely. And it, if you're having water throughout the day, you're not gonna be quite as tempted to. Have other things because you're gonna be full and you're just you're not gonna feel the need to have any more fluids. So, um, just increasing the water and having equal distribution throughout the, the time that you're awake is uh, is always my
1: first suggestion with people. Yeah, good practice, good practice. I would say to just to, to caveat to that would be uh, maybe a don't a don't would be um, just to watch your very empty calories throughout the day, and that would be in terms of like uh, soda. Or, you know, uh, coffee is great, but maybe not adding uh, all the, 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 the foo-foo-ness to it, Yeah, you know I mean? so things like that. <laughs> the Starbucks unicorn exactly, drinks. <laughs> exactly, exactly, uh, Maybe some people like energy drinks, maybe being more mindful of making sure that you're not having uh, very, you know, high sugar uh, energy drinks and things of that nature. So just making sure that you're, you're in control of the, the calories that don't come from maybe food sources, you know. So yeah. just making sure that, you know, those things that come from drinks are, aren't adding to that, you know, Caloric, you know, intake that you're trying to watch at the moment. Yeah, I
0: mean, I've had clients who they take a look at how much they're taking in just through drinks alone throughout the day, and man, it gets it gets crazy. I cut out that right there, and you might be seven, eight, nine hundred calories less throughout your day just from drinks alone.
1: It can definitely add up pretty
0: quick. And then, I mean, and then you're you know included in that is maybe over a hundred grams of sugar. Absolutely. 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 Uh, start with those drinks is obviously going to be a, a big part of the equation. Um, now with the drinks and, you know, going out to the pool and summer and going to the lake or, you know, going off float trip or whatever you might be doing, you know, there's always the temptation of alcohol and do I need to give it up entirely? And, you know, obviously, if you cut it out entirely, that's going to be huge. I mean, it's going to
1: do wonders of for course. your body. Now, is, but that is, always- it, is, it, is it a bad thing to have, you know, some fun in terms of having an adult beverage when you go out? Yeah. No. <laughs> Just don't go crazy with it. Right, 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 you know, right,
0: right. Sometimes, even if it is only one or two, but you're doing it three, four nights a week, like that stuff adds up over time. So save those times for when it's worth it. Yeah, definitely. You know, save it for when it's worth it. And, uh, you know, just kind of, you know, treat that thing like something you earned. Yeah. Earn it. And, you know, it's not something that you're doing every single day. When you do it, it's still not going to be too crazy over the top. And even just like the food, you can choose things that are going to minimize the damage a little bit more.
1: Yeah. So what what are some don'ts when it comes to uh, adult beverages? So... Uh, you know, especially during summer,
0: you get a lot of these fruity drinks. Um, a lot of these fruity drinks have a ton of sugar in them. So, um, you know, it's real easy to get out of control with that. And, you know, you might have 30, 40 grams of sugar in one drink. You have four of those and things are getting out of control pretty quick. So choosing your mixers, maybe you're going with a soda water or a tonic with some lime or a lemon. Like that would be a better choice than going with, you know, um, you know a coke or you know c- certain juices and things so the syrups all that stuff you can just choose a different mixer um if you're going after beer some of those craft beers which i know is very popular now they get real high in calories carbohydrates so maybe stick to something a little bit lighter maybe a little bit less flavorful or have one or two of the nicer ones then go switch and then the cut other it ones. off
1: right yeah yeah. yeah yeah definitely definitely
0: um so that's kind of the things that i, I kind of look at with people and um, even within the alcohol itself, you could choose ones that have a little bit lower of a glycemic index. So your blood sugar is not spiking up. Um, usually clear liquors are pretty good tequila, but, um, again, it's all things in moderation. Um, so don't go too crazy, but don't treat it like, um, uh, you're never going to be able to do it again.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. I, I think that you're just setting some healthy boundaries, you know mm-hmm. what I mean, it would be a, be a good start for some people and just making sure that, that they don't over-consume anything, you know, one thing that they have that day or that night, just making sure they're staying mindful of how much they're having, you know, um, knowing when to cut it off, knowing there's a limit, and like you said, backing off to maybe some some less desirable um, um drinks in order to make sure that you know calorie intake again is't because th- those calories from alcohol aren't serving your body any sort of purpose uh, outside of just adding calories you know what I mean
0: yeah and I think that um you know alcohols obviously something that your body's gonna treat like a, a poison yeah so anytime that you have alcohol in your system and you start eating, your body basically doesn't know what to do with the food that you're bringing in. So it's just going to store it until it can metabolize all of the alcohol because their body is like, what the heck did you put in my body? Like, let's try and get rid of this as quickly as we can. And then we'll worry about the other stuff later. So um, while you're drinking, you know, be also just aware of what you're eating as well. Because a lot of times when you're drinking, you're like, oh, you get the nachos or the pizza or whatever. And it just, it's a real slippery slope, so yeah, yeah. just continuously be aware of what you're doing.
1: Yeah, so, so basically the the, the the food choices that one makes when they're consuming adult beverages sometimes isn't the most wise choice. So yeah. That, that, therefore, you need to be more, a little more aware of what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes total sense. I, I love it. I love it. I love it.
0: Uh, all right, so you know, next let's talk about how you might adjust your training regimen, um, if at all. I mean, how would you go about that if someone asked you, Kelvin I want to get ready for this vacation I'm going on eight weeks from now how can we adjust my training
1: schedule uh, or the type of training that I'm doing to uh, to help me prepare for that, I think that's an awesome question, man. And I think this is this is probably the the, the variable that people can manipulate the most in terms in terms of uh, getting the result that they want. You know, to, and a lot of times people go off on the deep end on this question. So I kind of want to touch bases on on two things. Number one, the person that is not training at all and wants to get into training in order to get ready. You know, uh, that person should be um, not too not too not too quick in terms of trying to do too much too fast, yeah. you know? So if you want, if you aren't weight training or doing any type of cardio, cardio, cardiovascular conditioning at all, and then you want to start, you shouldn't go do it six days a week just because now you want to get ready, you mm-hmm. know? So I think that, you know, maybe that person should be maybe in the gym lifting one to two times a week, maybe doing cardio, some, some type of cardiovascular conditioning maybe uh, two, maybe three times a week. So you may get about a four-day-a-week workout type of a thing in.
0: Yeah. No, I, I would agree with that hundred percent. Um, people, you know, sometimes they jump in with these huge goals and this vision of theirs and their body's just not ready for it. Right. Especially if you're weight training, right. You recovery is a huge part of it. Probably as important as nutrition. So, um, Very. nutrition and sleep are going to be the, the two biggest factors, um, to go to complement the training. Now, it, if someone was, trying to be mindful of that and they were somewhat aware of that the the risks involved but and they were gonna jump in real slow like if they were just gonna walk i I think that would be all right you could walk every day amazing you could walk every day you're not going too crazy with that so um depending on the type of trading i guess i could i would say You could,
1: yeah, as long as you're not putting too much stresses on your body. The variable for the person that is not working out right now would be non-physical exercise activity. That would be walking more, that would be moving more, standing more, you know what I mean? That would be those things, because now that person can increase activity without necessarily going to the gym and trying to just go balls to the wall. Mm -hmm. So... I think oftentimes that person just may need to pump the brakes a little bit and look at how can I increase activity everywhere else in my life other than that, other than just that one hour I spend in the gym. Right. Yep. Yep.
0: Um, and, you know, going back to the training, like let's get a little bit more specific here. Some of the things that I personally, I, I'm not someone who likes to sit on a treadmill or Stairmaster or elliptical for long periods of time. I, Really, I rarely do that, but um, if you're out, if people out there who do, and that's totally fine. It's not that I think there's anything wrong with it. I just don't personally enjoy it. Right. So for me, some strategies that I like to incorporate is how can I get the most bang for my buck? Yeah. So what I might do is maybe, um, and if you're someone who's brand new, say you're going to go walk on the treadmill for twenty minutes. Something that I might suggest if they're brand new, they haven't been doing any working out. Take that walk. And then say you do uh, two-minute cycles, 10 two-minute cycles, and you alternate between keeping it flat and then put it at a a fairly steep incline, somewhere where you can keep your hands off the rails and it's almost like you're going for a hike. And then you just alternate between the two, going up and down, up and down. So you're kind of – it's kind of like you're doing intervals. Uh, You are doing intervals. You're just doing it at um, changing the incline rather than the speed. So that's one thing that I kind of like to do um, for myself. That way you don't spend an hour on there doing the same thing. To me, that's just
1: boring. I That is terrible. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so th- th- I think this speaks to the person that is already weight training, like me and you, that they're already in the gym. What can that person do in order to, to keep progressing and lose that, whatever body fat that they're trying to lose for the summer, right? So – I'm like you, what what can you do in terms of more bang for your buck? So you talked about in, interval training. I would say that maybe if a person is doing like some traditional type of weight training, then maybe you can try doing more than one exercise at a time. You know what I mean? So like not more than one at a time, but doing grouping them together right. so that you don't have to have longer rest breaks. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like if you're doing two exercises, if you have a, a, a group of eight exercises you're doing, maybe you can group them in twos and have like four different stations. Yeah. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, just have supersets. So you could just finish one, immediately go to the next. Exactly. And then take a small break and then repeat exactly. it again. So, so now
1: you're getting that, that, that extra bump in your heart rate. You know what I mean? You're expending more calories. So therefore, you're going to have probably... Uh, you, you may not be as as strong as you were in right. terms of uh, you know load but but you're going to get more out of it in terms of a calorie expenditure type of workout yeah yeah,
0: yeah. And, and if you're doing something like that yeah the, that's a good point to make um ch- more ch- chances are more than likely you're going to be having to back off on the weight right if your rest is shorter. is shorter it's shorter
1: because yeah. you're your muscles need yeah, fati- oxygen. Fatigue is just accumulating. Nothing you can do about that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You, but I, I think it's a great thing to do in terms of if you want to get, I'm gonna use lack of a better term, but that that cardiovascular effect of, of weight training. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because now you're not allowing your your heart rate to really to come down and you know fully recover. So now you're really pushing yourself. So the intensity is a little bit higher in terms of like a rest period.
0: Yeah. And and with going uh, lighter on the weight, I want to say. I am somebody, people probably get annoyed with me, but I am somebody who is like so particular on form. I'm like, if you, so you say you're going to do three supersets and you're going to do 10 reps of two exercises. Well, if on the third set, you know, seven of those reps are just completely sloppy. A, you're putting yourself at higher risk of getting injured. B, you're not really working those muscles the way that exercise is intended. So Throw your ego out the window if this is the approach you're going to take. And I think this is a good approach. You just, again, you got to be smart about it. Go, just throw your ego out the window and just keep good form. Who cares what the person next to you is doing, what they're thinking? Like, you know, if you're doing it properly, you're gonna
1: get way more out of it. Definitely, I I see in terms of this question, there's more wasted reps that go on in a gym than anything. Mm-hmm. You know, like you're doing a set of 15, but you only did about five reps with with proper range of motion and good and good technique. You know, yeah. So so what what are you really getting out of it? You know what I mean? And that's that that just goes to show that a lot of people just have a lot of misinformation. They think they think that the just moving you know the weight is 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 something that's gonna be beneficial when it's really not. Yeah, agreed, agreed. Uh, so, I know in the past, you when you've kind of
0: been uh, in kind of a quote unquote cut, trying to slim down. You've mentioned it to me before that you've kind of implemented some swimming. I am not a good swimmer. Like I can swim, you go to the beach or go to the pool, and I'm fine. Like I'm not going to drown. But swimming for sport or swimming for exercise, I am not a strong swimmer. I know that about myself. Like people would be laughing at me if they saw me in the pool. <laughs> I could run in circles all day, but in a pool, I would be flailing around, wasting so much energy. So, uh, you know, just maybe just touch on a couple different
1: strategies. I mean, you've done swimming yourself before. Love I love it. It's, it is definitely my favorite uh Type of cardio, and and simply because you know you don't have uh, gravity pulling you down. You know, in the pool, you're very weightless. You know what I mean? But all the the best thing I like about it is is such a full body motion. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? So when you're like you said earlier, when you're on these machines, sometimes you you aren't really doing a a whole lot. You know what I mean? So you're not really getting the, the, the most out of it as you possibly can. But in a pool, I can do 10 minutes, and I feel like I've done 60 minutes of. A different type of movement, you know. So, a lot of times I treat swimming just like interval training that you just mentioned a minute ago. You know what I mean? I would do a lapse of a various stroke, and I would take a break, and then do it again, and, and take a break and do it again. But the, the the one thing that I love about swimming is that it can really elevate your heart rate so high and to the point to where you're really feeling like you're you're e- exhausting everything that you have. And then you can allow yourself to recover and then repeat. But like I said, it's just in terms of bang for your buck. That's why I love swimming because you mentioned that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You're using so many different muscle groups at the same time. uh, And that's why you get so tired so quickly because you're using all those muscles simultaneously. Yeah. Uh, And I want to add to that. The uh, another great benefit um, is zero impact. Yeah. So running. Yeah. uh, You know, any sort of like plyometric Jumping, jumping. Yep. Um, which are great exercises, but if you've already got joint pain in your ankles, your hips, your knees, back, that might not be the best approach for you. And swimming is, you know, it, it, like you said, you're virtually weightless. Yeah. So there's zero impact. It's way easier on your joints. Yeah. So it's an excellent, uh, excellent approach for a lot of people. Definitely. Especially older populations. I mean, if you already know how to swim, which a lot of people do, um, you know, they've been, swimming their whole life, they're not going to go and start trying to do squat jumps and burpees and box jumps. Like, that's not going to – you're 60 years old. That's just not, not going to happen. So, Absolutely. So, um, you know, swimming is excellent. I got 85-year-old grandma. She swims every single day. Yeah. And I, I tell you what, like, I give her all the credit. She's a very energetic woman. And yeah. I, it's because she, she loves to swim yeah. and she
1: doesn't have a whole lot of pain. And, um, yeah, it's definitely well, – Like we've talked about this before, but I mean, you're performing all the basic shapes, you know, but you're just doing it in the pool. But I mean, now you're getting the full overhead shape. I mean, you're getting everything that you would need in terms of maintaining good range of motion of all joints. In in the pool where, where you can't really get that in a lot of the other like cardio machines. You know, yeah. The only other way you can get that is, is through weight training. So, yeah. I mean it's
0: very, very safe. Yeah, definitely. Even if it comes to the point that your form is a little off, like it's not gonna it's not like lifting weights over your head where exactly. you may come crashing down on exactly. you. Or, the
1: the risk the risk of injury is a lot lower. Very low. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: All right, man. Well, um, hopefully some people got some 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 tips out of here and got some new ideas of how they're maybe going to go about things a little bit smarter i always say uh train smarter not necessarily harder yeah, so definitely um you know take those things in consideration if you guys got any questions holler at us on social media and uh yeah just keep keep tuning in and letting us know what you guys want to hear thanks a lot thanks a lot